Praise the Lord and welcome to New Life. We're glad that you can join us today. Of course, New Life Church of God is located at 1021 South Center Street in Wapiton, North Dakota. And for those who are wondering, which Church of God are you? Cleveland, Tennessee. You know, the Wesleyan one? And so uh, we are so glad that the original one, no, not the original one. The original ones are found in the Bible, but um, the original for the United States. And so we're going to be in Matthew and Luke today. And I got to be really, really on point today and disciplined today to get through all these pages and pages and pages of stuff here. But um, we should be able to get through it. We're going to be talking about, um, the next four weeks, heading to Bethlehem. Heading to Bethlehem. And um, this week's message is the call. The call. So this is part one. We'll have four parts. The last part will be done on Christmas Eve. And the Christmas Eve one will be a lot of fun. Why? Because Jesus is there. Okay? Well, Jesus is here today, too, but just different when we look at these scriptures. Uh, today, we're going to look at the Incarnation. And the Incarnation is a miracle in itself. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you and praise you for this series of messages, Lord, to remind us who you are, reminding us the circumstance surrounding your coming the first time, your first advent, Lord. But Lord, we are looking to the second advent. We can't wait for you to come again. Our world is in such need of you, Jesus. Help us, Lord, to be able to reach people for Christ. I thank you for that, Lord. And I praise you for it. And thank you for your goodness. Lord, help me to hide behind the cross so only the words you would have me to say will come through. Lord, bring your anointing. We need it, Lord, more than ever. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, can I say something? Everybody here but Carol has a Facebook page. Hal has one, but he doesn't go to it too often anymore. He always forgets that he has a computer that he can use um, in the activity area upstairs where the pool table is. And he can go on there and check his email and check his, um, hopefully we're all using Nemail, you know, get, praying. Um, and he always forgets he can check out his Facebook there. Carol doesn't have all that stuff because she doesn't want a fancy phone. She likes her simple, easy to use. I, don't have, I can receive text, but don't ask me to text phone. It just flips open, and she is, <clears throat> she is not a dinosaur. That was not nice of you thinking that, millennial. She just doesn't want all that stuff. She, she figures that her life is complicated enough without having it complicated by a fancy phone. Besides, she knows if she got a fancy phone, she'd be on it all the time like a kid. And she watches that from her granddaughter all the time. And she says, ah, nobody needs to see the top of my head. It'd be better to see my eyes. I like people looking at my eyes. And so, um, no, I thought that's why you don't do that. Because you're always looking up. And so, uh, but it hit me yesterday. Everybody has plethora 
of friends on Facebook, right? A plethora of friends. Most of them, if we truly were honest about it, are just Facebook acquaintances, right? Um, most of the people there, you wouldn't call on them if you had an emergency. <laughs> I, I know one person in our church that she had an emergency and she called on all her Facebook friends to help her out and only a few responded because they were the only true friends on Facebook. The rest were just acquaintances, right? But it hit me. If we would invite every one of our Facebook people, your peeps, to church and keep on inviting them like they're snuffy. You know how, how the parson, anybody remember Snuffy Smith? You know, Barney Google, Snuffy Smith, his, the hillbillies in the comic page. Well, the parson got, would get Snuffy to come to church because every time he saw Snuffy, he would invite him to church. See you in church on Sunday. Well, I had a man in my church in Wisconsin, good guy, real good guy. And I just decided I'm going to do the Snuffy Smurf Smith approach with him. And I started doing that with him. And guess what happened? He came to church. So I'm thinking that we should do that with our Facebook acquaintances and friends. Just invite them to church. Most of you have at least 50 or over 100 people that you are buddies with. And I, the other day I was looking and I said, who's for, I get these things, people you might know. So I go through them and say, I don't know this person, but Corey does. How come she hasn't invited her to church? And I go look, and, oh, she lives right in Breckenridge. Why hasn't she invited her to church? And, and so yeah, I go through, I see these things. And then, honestly, I've been looking for people to poach to bring here to play instruments for us. I haven't found them yet. <laughs> well, there's got to be a way to find musicians, right? We need musicians. If you can play uh, guitar, keyboard, anything, the spoons, we need you. A jaw harp. Did you ever have worship with a jaw harp? I had somebody bring their jaw harp once and say, I just want to do this for fun. It was a Sunday night, and they started playing all the songs. That is different. A banjo, I've done worship with banjos. And um, by the way, in the Philippines, they, they worship with banjos. That's one of their favorite instruments over there. But we need to start doing that. We need to start telling our friends, come to church, come to church, come to church, but invite them in a nice way. You want to come to church, please? Come on, 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 come on. And just keep, and you guess, guess what? They're going to show up one day. And this is the month, you've got a whole month, the whole month between now and New Year's that you're allowed to tell people about Jesus. Did you know that? This is the month. I've got to get to the sermon, but this is the month. Because everybody is kind of curious who, what is the true meaning about Christmas? Remember Charlie Brown? Can anybody tell me what the true meaning of Christmas is? Because he wasn't finding it in decorations or, or being the director of the play, right? Finally, Linus says, yeah, I can tell you, Charlie Brown. And he shared the gospel message, right, of Christmas. So you're allowed to share. Let's look at Joseph and Mary. Their call. Everybody here has been called. Did you know that? 
But Joseph and Mary were called to a special calling, weren't they? Let's look at Joseph first. And he had a dilemma on his hands. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. And you think you have problems with your wife. <laughs> Hello? Uh-uh. You, you don't come close to Joseph, but I want you to watch his attitude. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, notice that, he was a just man, and not wanting to make a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. Now, according to Jewish custom at the time, being engaged was as good as being married without living together or having relations. In other words, you were engaged, it was as good enough as marriage, it was looked on as marriage without the benefits. Hello? Today we put the horse before the cart, don't we? It was a time that Joseph would have been working hard to provide a home for them to move into and have enough money and enough income on hand to have a year-long honeymoon. And you're having a hard time just scraping money by to take care of bills. He had to come up with enough money for them to have a year-long honeymoon where he didn't have to work and neither did she, and they could just be at home together for a whole year. Why? Because it was very important, according to Jewish customs, that that young man and that young woman really got to know each other. And I also want you to notice something. Joseph is described as a just man. And when he found out that Mary was pregnant, he be, because he loved her, I mean really loved her, he didn't want her to pay the price for adultery. So he was going to divorce her secretly, and then her family could send her away someplace until the baby was born. And nobody would need to know. Hmm. But then the announcement came to Joseph. Verse 20. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David. Oh, by the way, Herod the Great wasn't the rightful king. It was this guy, Joseph. He was a direct descendant of David. He was the oldest son of his father. And his father was the oldest son, and back and back and back, all the way back to King David. While he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. First thing the angel tells Joseph is, do not be afraid. You know, fear will keep us from accomplishing what the Lord has called us to do. Did you know that? Isn't that why you don't tell your friends about Jesus? Hello? Let's be honest. Isn't that why we don't do those things? 
out of fear? Or are we just lazy? I'm glad hell isn't. But usually it's fear. The, the devil just puts fear in our way, and it can be a light, easy fear or tremendous shaking in your boots fear. But it'll keep us from accomplishing what the Lord has called us to do. But the angel is, is in, its, in essence, telling Joseph, Hey, Joseph, Mary is still a virgin. Even though she's pregnant, she's still a virgin. Nobody's done this to her but God himself. She is innocent. She's innocent before God and she's innocent before you. It is the Holy Spirit that impregnated her. And she is carrying God's own son. Now, can you imagine getting that news? Wow. <laughs> Joseph is a special man. The angel even tells Joseph what he is to name the child. Now, if you understood Jewish custom, this is the right of the father, not the mother. She didn't get to name the child. It was the father. It's still the same. It's supposed to be still the same today. God has the angel, I mean, in the Jewish homes. God has the angel tell Joseph the name, the child's name is Jesus. Because it's the heavenly father who's his father and he has that right. Amen? Hmm. I didn't want to cause problems in some people's homes. It's okay that... Um, <laughs> my oldest boy, his mother named him his first name. And he's, for years he's had to deal with uh, people mistaking how to say his name. And then my middle boy, my word... Uh, she gave him his middle name, and he can't stand it. <laughs> Makes his name so long, it's like uh, it's as big as a telephone directory. <laughs> and he can't say But I gave him his first name, which he's very happy for, because I decided, hey, he could say it three different ways, however he wants to. <laughs> right? But whatever he chooses. And so that worked out better. The most important thing that Joseph is told is, is that this child, this Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Mm. And God wants to fulfill his scripture through you, Joseph. And God wants to fulfill his scripture through all of us here. Verse 22 says, So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Now what Joseph is asked to do takes obedience. Which Joseph is asked to do takes faith to believe. But here's the kicker. Truly, Jesus fulfilled his role, right? For we are saved, because for us who are saved, he truly is God with us, because he lives in our hearts. Amen? By his grace. 
Now, we see this, here's going on with Joseph. But I'll tell you what, it's not what Mary's going through. Right? She's going to have people looking at her funny. Yeah. But God takes care of that, too. An unusual visit for Mary. I want you to think about this. Joseph, the angel, comes in a dream. But the unusual visit that Mary gets, the, the, the angel comes in person. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was... Now, he is one of the archangels. He's one of the warrior angels. Him and Michael. These guys are battle angels. But Gabriel always gets the fun job of bringing messages. Now, in the sixth month, when the angel Gabriel was sent by God to the city of Galilee, named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And by the way, she was directly descended from King David as well. They were distant cousins. Keep that in mind, distant cousins, not first cousins, distant cousins. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Now, next week, we will be visiting Elizabeth. And the angel Gabriel is dispatched by God to visit Mary in Elizabeth's sixth month of pregnancy. So Elizabeth's already been pregnant with, the, with John the baptizer, the ba John the Baptist, for six months now. Mary apparently hasn't been told anything about it because back then they didn't have a telephone. They didn't have email. They didn't have the telegraph. They had telewoman, but um, they didn't even hear about it yet. So she didn't know about it, and no letter was sent to her yet. They probably were waiting until the great day came along of John's birth, right? Because, you know, Elizabeth was really old. And she probably wanted to make sure before she told the distant relatives um, that the baby was actually going to be born. Because this is weird. I'm old. I'm an old woman. I'm past prime. <laughs> I shouldn't be pregnant like this. This is a miracle from God. She was happy, but the whole village knew about it, where she lived. But the Bible is very clear here. An emphasis is put on the word here that Mary is a virgin, we keep hearing it over and over and over again. And yes, she is highly favored and blessed among women. Why is that? It's because she had the privilege to carry God's own son in her womb. Can you imagine that? Being carrying God around in your womb and having him grow. And yet he's in your heart. But this is what we call, well, we'll get to that, the incarnation. And here's the announcement that Mary, I mean, it's astonishing. An angel shows up in your house. But now she gets this announcement. Now she's still living at home with her parents, so she's in her, probably in the kitchen doing dishes or something, and her parents are gone. I want those dishes done by the time we get back, young lady. Right? And the angel shows up. Right, Eve? Do you wash the dishes for your mom? If you're not doing it, you should start doing it just because you love her. 
I, I, just a minute for those on TV, I just got, you know, who are listening, um, I just got to stare at her for a minute. <laughs> you love your mom, wash the dishes for her. It'd be a nice gesture. Besides, Dad's tired of washing them. I don't know if he washes them at home or not. Okay, he doesn't do that either. So you, you need to wash them for your mom and dad. They do a lot for you, kiddo. But when it, Bodie has to do dishes at home all the time. He grumbles and complains, but he does it anyway. <laughs> but when she saw him, verse 29, she was troubled at his saying and concerned what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom, there will be no end. Isn't that the truth? We're living in the kingdom of God spiritually right now. But soon, He's coming again. And it's going to be a physical kingdom, isn't it? Now, I think any woman here would be troubled by this saying, wouldn't you? Come on. Again, the angel's message was, do not be afraid. Did you notice that? He's telling us to stop being afraid. This is God's plan. She had received, and here's the thing that most people miss. She had received God's grace here, being chosen to be the bearer of good news. Think about that. She's the first human being to bear good news in the world because she had Jesus growing in her womb. <laughs> you never thought about that before, did you? But it's the truth. And she received God's grace to be chosen, to be favored out of all the women. Whoever would be born, Mary was the one who was chosen. We're going to see why in a minute, too. The incarnation. What is the incarnation, Pastor? Is that that stuff I put in my coffee? No, that's carnation. This is incarnation. The incarnation is our big theological word. That means God manifest in the flesh or God with us. And, and, and what you don't understand, some people try to put, she falls asleep and the Holy Spirit comes upon her. She can see. No, 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 no. Most people don't understand. When the angel tells her and she says it's okay, she conceives immediately. As soon as she gives consent, she conceives immediately. And this conception was never been, has never been duplicated, nor will it. As we have seen, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son. Mm. Mary's going to learn that there's nothing impossible for God to do. And we need to learn that as well. Verse 34. Then Mary said to the angel, 
How can this be? And every woman here would be asking the same question. How can this be since I do not know a man? That is a great question, isn't it? Now, you've got to understand something. Mary was probably in her teens. She might have been as young as 14. And she's excited about marrying Joseph because she loves him a lot. Oh, Joseph is so handsome. I can't wait to marry him. Out of all the girls in the village, he, he wants me to be his wife. And Mama and, and his mom have already talked our dads into arranging the marriage. Yeah, the dads had to do the arrangement as, as though they thought of it. But it, it, it's plain here that Joseph liked Mary, and Mary liked Joseph, and the moms saw that, and the moms could get along, so they talked to dads to make the arrangement. So I don't know how many goats that Joseph's dad had to come up with and all that stuff, but there was a good dowry given, right? <laughs> Verse 35, And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to notice something. Joseph is just told this is what happened, right? Holy Spirit came on her, she's conceived, and it's God's son. Boom. That's all Joseph needed to know. But did you notice something? I want you to notice something here. The angel comes to Mary to get consent from her. See, even God asked for consent. Hello, young men. And, and, and I want you to notice something here. The angel tells Mary all the facts about how this is going to work. It's almost like you go to your women's doctor. All, all you women have been to your women's doctor, right? It's something you don't enjoy going to do. And, and you, you've gone and you've done all that stuff and blah, blah, blah. And we're not going to get into that because it's yucky, right? Every woman here tells me it's yucky. Okay? I don't want to know. You don't want to tell but the angel is telling Mary. Okay? Then the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. And then the angel says to her, for with God nothing will be impossible. Mary was learning a great truth here. That yes, for with God nothing will be impossible. A virgin conceiving and an old lady conceiving, her, her, that old lady being her cousin, is carrying a child. What is impossible with man is very possible with God. So the angel explains to Mary the whole process of how the Holy Spirit will come upon her and has, some con and has the same connotation of the... Now this is the same connotation that we find in Genesis 1-1 of this, the Spirit of God moving upon the waters. The Spirit of God would come and move upon her and she would conceive Jesus. This is the description of the incarnation, God becoming man. And, and think about that. God became 
a human being after all of our rebellion and what we were going to do with him, hanging him on a cross to kill him, and yet he came anyway? Why? For God, this is the crazy thing, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But God demonstrated his love for us that while we were sinners, Christ died for us because of that great love. And so Jesus chooses to come of his own free will. Jesus truly is very God and very man. For all of us ex-Lutherans, that's an expression we used to grow up hearing all the time. Very God and very man. 100% God and 100% man. Now, I, I didn't want to get into the, they're accepting their call right away until now. And I want you to know something. Let's go back to Joseph accepting the call to be the adoptive dad of God's son. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife. Did you hear that? And did not know her until she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Not only was Joseph a just man, but he was a man of faith. When he woke from his dream, he did as the Lord commanded him. He did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took him, took to him his wife. In other words, he got up that morning, told Dad, told his best man, the wedding is happening right now. And they all, okay, let's go. Dad's going, what in the world? Usually it's at night, but no, we're doing it right now. The angel of the Lord woke, gave me a dream. We're going and doing it right now. He didn't wait. He didn't go and collect $200. He, he just went immediately and took Mary as his wife. Mary's going, wow, I didn't expect this to happen now. But God is protecting her, isn't he? They immediately had the wedding ceremony. But I want you to notice something. This Joseph was really a great man. He respected God and Mary so much that he had no sexual relations with her until after Jesus' birth. He had the right as her husband, but being just before God, he knew that Jesus' birth had to be a virgin birth. Why? Because the angel reminded him he had greater faith than his great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather David. And he put God first instead of his own desires. Now, now, his dream might have came after she got back from Elizabeth, but we're, we're, we're looking at this as faster time here today, comparing the two kids. He probably was about 18, 19 years old because he was considered old enough to get married. By the way, I want you to know, understand something. I told you that Joseph really, 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 really loved Mary. By the way, Joseph did have relations with Mary. How do we know that? Because when Joseph had relations with Mary, there was four other boys being born. 
We find their names in the Bible, don't we? Jesus being the fifth and oldest. But he wasn't born of the normal way. And there's several sisters. I told you that Joseph loved Mary. Come on. And he did what he was told. He named the baby Jesus. And we'll get into all that later on. Mary, how about Mary accepting the call? <laughs> Mary does it so simply. Oh, she's wonderful. Luke 1, 38 says, Then Mary said, Behold the, main ser- the maid servant of the Lord. Let it, me, let it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. That was her consent. But I want you to see something here. This beautifully portrays the humility of this young lady. How humble is that? She didn't fight. She didn't fuss. She just said, okay, let it be, a, let it be to me according to your word. Here I am, your maidservant. She gives consent in a word that is, was simple and sublime which involves the most extraordinary act of faith that a woman ever consented to accomplish. Think about that. But I would think she would be greatly grieved today at the unscriptural manner in which Catholicism has elevated her even to the place of deity. She'd be saying, wait a second, you talk to my, you talk to Jesus. You talk to him. He's God's son. He's the only one who can answer your prayer. By the way, I can't hear you. She doesn't hear anybody. She's like all of us. She was like all of us. Just a human being who God called to do something extraordinary. And she was willing Joseph accepted the call. Mary accepted the call. How about you? How about you? Will you accept God's call on your life? Take an example of Joseph and Mary. Just because it seemed to be impossible, they quickly learned nothing is impossible for God. And they accepted God's call on their lives. I, can you imagine poor Mary? Everybody whispering behind her back. And Joseph, what are you doing, man? She's my wife. I'm taking her. I love her. And this is something of God. Joseph, you know what I I like about Joseph? There's nothing in the scripture that ever says that he was worried that nobody would believe him. But he knew what God told him. That's all he needed We have a mission field that needs to be harvested. Are you willing to be one of God's workers to the field? Invite all your Facebook friends. You can start right there. It's Christmas time. They won't mind. We're having Christmas Eve service. Why don't you come? Yay! Let's get out in the field. The Bible says we're supposed to pray that God would send workers out into his field. Are you willing to be 
his worker today? Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the example of Mary and Joseph. <laughs> we thank you, Lord, that these two kids just were obedient to your call. Even when they uh, forgot about all the events that came about. I, I think that's kind of a... They had to be reminded when, when you turned 12, Jesus when you stayed behind in Jerusalem or in the temple debating with the religious leaders and talking to them about what the Bible has to say and they discover that you're not there and they come back and they couldn't remember and, and then they looked at you and said, why would, did you do this to us? And they said, well, I had to be about my father's business and they looked at, at you funny, Lord, and then all of a sudden the memory of your conception comes back and Mary hides these things in her heart. Mm. <laughs> That's how we know that they're just two human beings just like us. That you asked to do something extraordinary. Lord, we all fail. We all have difficulties. But by your grace, we serve you. And by your grace, we can love each other and, and help one another in our journey. So Lord, I thank you and I praise you, Lord, that you could raise us up and answer our call on our life, Lord, to share the good news that Jesus saves with someone, especially this month. Lord, help us to be bold, to let people know that you came to save them because you love them. This generation, the suicide rate is horrible because they don't know to put their faith in you. We could save a lot of lives from dying if we would just tell them about you, Jesus. Lord, we love you and we praise you. Thank you, Lord, for the lessons we're going to learn through this month on our road to Bethlehem. We praise you in Jesus' name.